All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just after five o'clock, how are you? Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of The Gregor Show presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca. Always uh, thank you for listening in Sports 1440, watching Oilers Nation uh, YouTube, getting involved. The text line humming once again, uh, 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Uh, the orders, of course, will be uh, taken on the San Jose Sharks tomorrow night. Uh, there's a there's a Leahy potential in the uh, up for grabs, which is uh, not good. Sometimes, you know, you say stupid things in live radio that uh, you regret. Not regret, but regret. So, yeah, that could be one of them. I'm still confident they'll win, but I uh, would have preferred I never said it, to be completely honest. So, if uh, they lose that game, I've agreed to uh, grow to the Leahy, or uh, some call it the fire tuck. Either way, I just call it a bad look. And um, wouldn't uh, wouldn't be that exciting, to be honest. Maybe for some of you, but uh, I have to admit, I'm not, uh, I'm not overly... Uh, Looking forward to it. I'll, I'll be watching the game with a little bit more angst than uh, than usual. Uh, it would be nice for the orders to uh, to show up to their skill set. That would be nice. We'll see. Let's go around the NHL now. Brought to you by McDonald's, and uh, of course, you can uh, stop in at uh, McDonald's right now. And there's uh, always great deals to be had. But uh, did you know that Fan Day deals are back? 
which means you can get a Big Mac, a McChicken, or a filet of fish for only four bucks with tax when you use the McDonald's app. So check it out. Oof. Love the Big Mac. Filet of fish. Well, we might have to have a discussion about that one. I've talked to chat and the boys and ladies at uh, McDonald's. I can't get on board the filet of fish. I just can't do it. Big Mac, though. Oof. God, every now and then when you have one, they're unbelievable still. Like, there's something that it's never wavered in its glorious taste. Uh, Mike Rupp uh, joins us from the uh, NHL Network, uh, multiple-time Stanley Cup winner, also now the uh, analyst for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Rupper, how you doing, my man? I'm good. You got me uh, hungry for a burger now. Oh, yeah, why not? Uh, I, have, I, ha- I do have my, this is my um, non-plane diet where I love a Big Mac usually, but instead of I want to lose one of the buns, I go double quarter pounder, so it's only just the top and bottom bun with Big Mac sauce. So it's basically the Big Mac just minus the bun. That's a good one. So anyway. I've never even thought of doing that. that. So you go the double quarter pounder with the Big Mac sauce. Ooh, jeez. Yeah, so no ketchup, no onions. Oh, yeah, definitely no on. onions. I'm with you on that one. God, yeah. it was a terrible yeah. invention. Terrible invention. So not really sure it's an invention, but nonetheless. Now, Rupper, <laughs> I, I, I have to ask, um, you know, you're, you're in kind of the same world as me at times when it comes to follicles. So, and I know you got a really good sense of humor. H- have you ever donned like the, uh, you know, the fryer tuck or the, you know, the, the typical male pattern bottomless where you let it really grow out thick on the sides and in the back, but, uh, you know, there's not much sunlight on the top? No, I haven't. I have not. I was, um, we actually talked about it today on, uh, on air. Um, somehow this came up, um, showing the quality TV we do at NHL Network. Uh, Kevin Weeks said that he would grow, uh, Steven Seagal esque, um, ponytail. And then I basically said, if you do that, then I'll do what you just pretty much said. So just for fun? I don't know. Just I, it was for some. I don't know. It was something in the okay. league that was going on. Some crazy prediction of some yeah, sort. So yeah. we'll see. Well, hey, Rupper, if the Sharks beat the Oilers tomorrow, I have to grow one. Oh my gosh! I know. Like after um, watching Mackenzie Blackwood, like come on, like I'm a, uh, I'm still somewhat confident. But I'll be honest, like you know, the confidence took a little bit of a shot last night. It, yeah, no, it uh, definitely, definitely did. You know, it's funny the. Um, we were talking about the other day, too, where you're talking about the Sharks and how bad they've oh, been. Oh, they are bad, The man. back-to-back 10 goals against and all that stuff. And I start thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? It, it almost, I don't know as a player if I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I want to play those guys for point night. When, I'm saying before they got their win that they got last night. Okay, I'm more thinking, like, I don't want to play them because – if we're like a middling team and there's some things that we don't really know what's going on or if there's not we're kind of going through a bad stretch, the last team I want to play is the Sharks. Because if they beat you, mm-hmm. <laughs> something's got to give, right? Yeah. And I think that's the situation Edmonton's in. Like, I would almost, if I was Edmonton, rather play somebody else tomorrow. Um, at least, I guess, San Jose got the one win out of the way. Uh, but, man, it's, um, it's one you got to have. And oh. if you don't, there could be uh, H-E double hockey sticks to pay. Yeah, for me. So, uh, you know, it's selfishly, Rupper. Yeah, they better you, win that game. You. Like, I don't oh, care that's, about the that's team. What I'm about. Yeah, it'd be awful. I'm not talking about the team. <laughs> I'm talking about you. Um, so, Jack Campbell goes on waivers, not claimed. Uh, no surprise. So, now he's in Bakersfield. Uh, they call up Calvin Pickard. 
So Stuart Skinner actually has a lower save percentage than Jack Campbell does this year. Neither order goaltender has played up to their standards. So that's fair. They got the lowest team save percentage in the league. Calvin Picker does have 116 NHL games experience under his belt. He's played four American League games, and I know the American League is different than the NHL. I know that. Um, I actually could see why I would start Pickard. It's San Jose's like the worst offensive team in the league. Like it would send a message like, hey, Stuart, like you got to play a little bit better here. Right. But I don't think they will. What would you do? Like, what is it too stupid to just say, no, no, no. I got to go with Skinner because we need him. And so the best way to try to gain some confidence is against the 32nd place team. I mean, that's a good, it's a good point. Um, I think right now you're trying to find anything you can to stir it up. I mean, it almost gets to the point probably inside that room where you've said so many things so many times. Um, you say it to the media. I mean, there's only so long you can talk certain things. The Jack Campbell move certainly is something that I think would get the attention or kind of, I would assume that all players know how kind of dire it is right now yeah. with trying to get wins in Edmonton there. But if you need another reason, I mean, that would be one to kind of, kind of do it or another way to kind of snap everybody um, to attention. But, you know, it's, I'll put it this way, and this is this is not to just sit here and bury and kick dirt on the San Jose Sharks. If you it doesn't matter who's in that. Fair. If I agree. you're going to give up opportunities and things to that team, I I did their game against Pittsburgh, that ten one game. Honestly, Greg's I haven't seen a team like that in the NHL for a long I don't know if I ever have. Like yeah. they're the 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 structural Thank you. Like the things that they will give up. I mean, it's it's mind blowing. The fact that Philly lost to them is kind of mind blowing, to be honest with you. Um, I think when it's all said and done, this will be one of uh, this will be probably the worst team that we've ever seen in the NHL. And <laughs> I I hate to you know, but that kind of puts even more onus on. Hey, be ready, guys. Yeah. Like <laughs> we've been stating, be ready this whole time, but this is it. Like any, it doesn't get any worse than this if we go out and lay an egg. So I think if you do that move and, and put Calvin Pickard in, it, it it doesn't matter. You got to take care of your business against this team because they're not good. Yeah. Well, you talked about the what did you call it? The structural lapses that the, that they had um, combined just with like tomorrow's their thirteenth game of the season, Mike, and they just acquired Addison. He'll be the eleventh defenseman they've used in their first 13 games of the year. And wow. and they don't have a lot of talent there. Like, I think it shows when they took away Eric Carlson, people were like, oh, my goodness, like, the Sharks are bad. They won 22 games last year, and that's how good Eric Carlson was. Because I don't think they're going to – I said at the start of the year they wouldn't win 20, and I think now I'm, I'm pretty confident they won't win 15. Like, they – like, last night they won because Mackenzie Blackwood stood on his head, stopped 38 to 39 shots, right? Like, it's, it's not like Philly played terribly, really. Uh, they didn't finish, you know, um, they gave up two goals, which San Jose's only ever scored two goals twice in 12 games this year. Like, you're right. We haven't seen a team like this and not only the lack of talent. You focused on their structure. Like, I'm not sure what structure David Quinn's in, implemented there. I have no idea. No, it's, um, I mean, there was, there was a stretch where there was like a controlled breakout in, uh, against Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh had the puck behind their own net. And they start moving up ice. And then all of a sudden, somehow in that controlled environment, it just it, it turned into like a two-on-one or a three-on-two. On, 
three on two or whatever it was, and it ended up in the back of the net. And I'm like, what? Wait, something didn't. You know how, like, when you're watching and you see a play happen, you're like, I think that was offside. Just something triggered in your head or your your vision. Like, I've seen enough hockey. Something didn't look right there. And you go back and look. That's what happened here. I'm like, that, that, how did that happen? Yeah. I go back and I look, and they're coming up ice from out of their own zone, Pittsburgh is. And San Jose had two defensemen against the wall on the same side of the ice in the neutral zone. <laughs> and then it ended up being, I think, Giovanni Smith that had to, like, it was in the middle of the ice as a forward mm-hmm. and just turned around and started skating forward back. I'm like, how does that even happen? It just, it's mind-blowing. So, yeah, I'm not sure what, uh, you know, what's going on there. Um, we, we always talked about the the – Colorado Avalanche kind of being that remember the 48 point season yeah. we talked about that a lot because not too long after that's when they turned it around and they won a Stanley Cup that's not happening 48 points is a long ways away from where I think that this San Jose team is going to be and, and the Sharks like there was Nathan McKinnon uh, you know Miko Ranton and like they had some skilled players at least Tampa Bay I sorry San Jose just doesn't have a lot they don't have a lot coming it's it's going to be really long and that's why which would make it even worse for the Oilers to lose that game um, Jonathan Huberto gets uh, sat down in the third period and uh, Calgary comes back, wins the game. So, you know what the message sent? And because sometimes, Mike, and I want to get your thoughts on this. When one of your teammates, who's a guy who's a top six forward, right, or a top four defense, when, when they get sat down, like it sends a message to him, but does it not get the attention of the entire group? Like, my goodness, we better wake up. It does. It does. And, and I'm not speaking to the Calgary situation necessarily i'm sure it is going on there to some degree too so we're all team guys like we want to we're, we're pulling this we're trying to pull the same rope like we're trying to do all these things but you have to also as a player just to push yourself individually you have selfish tendencies we all do we're human right like and we have those moments where but i think it's important to drive yourself individually in in the big team picture and, and what i mean by this is if the top end guy is not getting it done and he's not doing what he's supposed to do. And he keeps being fed those minutes eventually, or the power play time or, you know, a situational play in a game where you need a goal or you need to protect a lead or whatever. If you just keep force feeding it and I get it, there's that fine line. You got to play star players or big time players out of their slumps. But then there's also that threshold of at some point I'm going to lose the bench because if I'm a guy going out there and I'm laying my body on the line, I'm trying to do everything I'm supposed to do, and I'm playing very well, and that's never turning into anything else, but that guy's going to continue to keep playing, it, now all of a sudden you start thinking to yourself, like, well, there's no accountability here. So it doesn't matter if I do well or not. Like, this is just how it is. And you start getting those thoughts in your head, and, 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 and you know, that can creep into your personal game. So I think those moments when you have them, you can't go to that well all the time because you need those guys going, like I said. But sitting them down, it gets his attention, the team's attention that this isn't good enough. But it also helps, like, all right, I'm gonna, someone's going to get that, those, couple, those minutes in that situational play, get bumped up on a line. And I think that that's, that's healthy. And, um, you know, it's, it, it could be unhealthy if it's not handled that way. Yeah. Mike uh, Rupp joins us on uh, Sports 1440 Live on Orders Nation youtube and rubber the washington capitals man hey they're over 500 here uh that both them and the panthers uh panthers have been ravaged by injuries at different times um well you look at those two teams like are the capitals surprising you here now a little bit uh you know since backstrom has gone out it's got they've kind of rallied around a little bit yeah they've, they've gotten going a little bit more i think that we 
thought that they weren't going to be as bad as they were the first number of games. I mean, they, they looked pretty, pretty poor. Um, so they're kind of battling back here. Um, I, I'm interested and in, in curious to see what they do with, you know, the unfortunate situation with Backstrom and that can create a little bit of cap room to make a decision at some point here. Um, they're a team that we've been talking about for a number of years that like, are they getting, are they too old? Are they, uh, how are they going to, how are they going to look last year? It was hard to get a gauge cause they're so dinged up. So they're starting to put it together a little bit here. Um, you know, I, I still think that uh, the, the power play needs to be better and, than it's been the last couple of years. Uh, that, that's got to be a driving force for this club. Yep. Um, OB will eventually get going at kind of his pace, I believe. But, you know, they're making it interesting right now. And, um, and they those the, the, that start, they've kind of erased and they're getting back to somewhere where it's respectable. And, and now it's about kind of getting to the next threshold of games i mean first 10 games and, and if you win them or lose them like that doesn't make your season it's yeah. how you kind of adjust and if you keep building and um i mean look at the, the flyers came out they looked amazing right they don't so much anymore you know you can go about other teams in that same that same manner so um yeah they we'll see what they do if uh um, they've got to uh, string together some games in a, in a tough division they play in, and uh, that, that conference isn't very forgiving, but take advantage of teams that are dinged up, and the Florida Panthers are dinged up. And lastly, the Penguins have won two in a row. Uh, you know, the Anaheim Ducks have been playing pretty good hockey, and, uh, you know, the Pens. So what's the update on Tristan Jari, you heard, Rupper? And then, B, what have you seen uh, better from the Penguins lately? Yeah, update uh, Tristan Jari. Um, so the last I, I kind of heard there was that um, they're holding off on on calling up. I mean, they're, they're going to be in LA, right? So if they're mm-hmm. going to make a, they're in LA now playing playing tomorrow. Um, it, it, they're kind of hesitant, I guess, at this point of doing a call up. So they're going to reevaluate Tristan Jari, and so it sounds like he might not be that in, in bad shape. And it looked kind of nasty the way he, I think it was Adam Henrique, kind of. Uh, skated by the crease and he got his head kind of dinged pretty good. And then the puck, I think got him as well. Um, so yeah, it'll be uh, Magnus Helberg will be playing against uh, the LA Kings. The, the Penguins are, they're getting results. How do, how do you really judge how they played against San Jose? Um, I mean, they scored 10 goals, but uh, you know, last night against uh, Anaheim was, uh, they managed the game a lot better. Uh, they didn't play as good as they have been playing, but they were losing when they were playing good. So, you know, it's just the nature of the NHL. They're getting points right now, and, and they're starting to build and head in the right direction. Rupper, always good to catch up with you, my man. We will uh, chat with you next Wednesday. Thanks for making the uh, the last second change on the fly. We appreciate it. All good, man. Take care. There you go. That's uh, Mike Rupp. Oh, I'd like to find out. I might have talked to Weeks about uh, what was on board there for uh, Rupper. Because, God, if, if uh, misery likes company. And uh, if the orders do lose, then I'd uh, love to uh, get Rupper on board on uh, the Fahey train, or Leahy train, excuse me. And uh, any of you listeners who would want to join on uh, starting Friday, if it's necessary, that would be, uh, people like support. That would be wonderful. 522, uh, Marcus Grant will join us. Next, it is the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, live in Orders Nation YouTube, coming to you live from the E-Well studio, E-W-E-L dot C-A, for all your electrical needs. This is a great tune. Oh, yeah. What do they call Is that uh, a banger, as they like to say nowadays? It's a classic. Man, that's a timeless song. 
time. I don't care what age you are, what era. How does that song not get you get the toe tapping? Unless you have no rhythm. Like, it's impossible not to be toe tapping that song. It's a great tune. Get you fired up. Ready to roll. It's great. Speaking of uh, ready to roll, let's get to the uh, fantasy report brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Thanks for all. I just want to say a big thanks to all their team who helped them out through a very busy summer, one of the busiest in the for their company. And uh, they look just to keep growing and expanding, and they're hiring. Go to Indy.com and look up Next, that's N-E-X, Gen Transportation, dot Come and another big weekend uh, is upon us in the National Football League uh, from uh, NFL Fantasy. Marcus Grant joins us once again. Marcus, how you doing, my man? Good to talk to you, Jason. Good to, good to be here. Hey, man. Um, some interesting things. I want to start with the Bengals, who are who are rolling. Had a slow start. Uh, obviously, uh, Joe Burrow. He's absolutely crushing it. But um, you look at. Are you concerned at all? With the uh, the perceived potential injuries in the receiving core this week, a little bit. Although you know, just listening to sort of the the doctors, the folks who you know actually have a medical degree and didn't just <laughs> stay at a Holiday Inn Express. Um, I, the the initial conversation was that look, he's going to wake up on Monday morning and he's going to hate life, and you know he's going to think about not playing again. But as the week progresses, things will start to get better. The soreness will sort of subside, and by the time we get to the end of the week he should be ready to go again. And that seems to be the trend things are following. Now, I know Zach Taylor has said it's really hard to gauge how things are going to go, but it does seem like it's trending in the right way. So that's a positive. A little bit uh, concerning to see T. Higgins suddenly pop up on the injury report. I know he was limited in practice today, so that's something to, to kind of keep an eye on. But, uh, you know, on the whole, uh, I feel okay about it. I mean, the Bengals are, are starting to look more like the Bengals again offensively. Joe Burrow looks healthy again. They've won four out of the last five. So uh, in a general sense. I think we can continue to be encouraged about them. But yeah, just keep an eye on the injury report. I think we'll get a better idea by Friday if these guys are able to go, at least in some fashion. Then I think you can feel okay running them in your lineup on Sunday. All right, and that is fair. And so there are some uh, some matchups uh, to look at. Uh, San Fran and Jacksonville, like very quietly, the Jacksonville Jaguars are six and two. Right? I'm not. Just, they might be the, the the least talked about six and two team uh, around. Uh, who do you like there from a fantasy perspective on that offense in Jacksonville? Anyone with this matchup against the Forty ers no, this week I think there are some guys you can really count on. I mean, I think Christian Kirk is in for a really big game. He has become the number one wide receiver there in Jacksonville, where I think coming into the season we thought maybe it was going to be Calvin Ridley. Uh, it really turns out that Christian Kirk is that guy for Trevor Lawrence and for that Jacksonville offense. And, and the way he is running routes, kind of working that underneath intermediate part of the field, that's where the 49ers have been having problems for the last few weeks. They're in this three-game losing streak. That's where they've been taking advantage of defensively. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of targets to Christian Kirk. I think you're going to see a lot to Evan Ingram as well because he also sort of works in that part of the field. And, and from a fantasy perspective, I don't know that we've talked enough about Evan Ingram. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet, yet somehow he is still easily a top-10 tight end. And so you know he has the trust uh, for a couple of years now of Trevor Lawrence, and I think he's another guy that you can start with confidence. And then uh, Travis Etienne because at this point – Etienne is getting the ball so much uh, that it, it's hard to keep him on your bench, even against a good 49er run defense. The fact that Travis Etienne is getting his hands on the ball 20, 25 times a game means he should be in fantasy lineups. Okay. 
Are there and like there's? I don't want to get through the obvious matchups. Everybody knows there's certain guys that are pretty much uh, must starts uh, every week. But there's lots of you know you when you have flex discussions and flex decisions to make. Uh, let's kind of go through a, a few teams when I, when I look at maybe thinking like like Houston for instance. Um, are you are you big on Dell? Where are you at there? I think you start Tank Bell, but understand that there's a lot of volatility in that offense. I mean, he, he and Nico Collins got off to a really hot start this season. Then he kind of faded midseason, which is sort of to be expected from a rookie in an offense that's still trying to find itself. And then, of course, last week, uh, the Texans had that huge game. I mean, when, when your quarterback throws for 470 and five touchdowns, you're going to have a lot of guys eat. And Tank Bell was one of those guys. I think it's worth starting him just because the ceiling is potentially so high, and especially in a game like this against Cincinnati where I think the Texans are going to have to throw the football to try to stay in the game. That means more opportunities. So you are starting Tank Bell, but understand there's a risk-reward proposition, that the ceiling is really high, the floor is really low. So you could get you know, a 15, 20-point game out of him. You could also get you know, five or six. So just, just understand the risk when you're putting him in a lineup. Now, what about the Detroit running back situation? Uh, looks like David Montgomery's on track to come back. Uh, Jamar Gibbs has been excellent uh, since he went down. Oh, uh, you know, and Montgomery was great before he went down. So what do you make of that? You know, there's lots of times, uh, you know, like losing your spot to injury. But uh, what do you do there? How do you think it impacts him? Uh, are, is one of them a number one? Or are they both more number two options? If, if what we saw early in the season is any indication, David Montgomery is the number one. But I do think we have seen Jameer Gibbs close the gap a little bit. I, I think it's hard to see what Gibbs has done for their last couple of games and then decide that he needs to go back to the bench and not get a whole lot of opportunities. So, you know, ultimately we'll see what Dan Campbell and the, the coaching staff decide to do. But I do think you're going to see David Montgomery kind of get the lead role there, do a lot of the work. But I do think you're going to see Jameer Gibbs kind of get closer to a role that we expected of him. And and I've heard some people compare it to go back a few years to 2017 when Alvin Kamara was a rookie and was splitting time with Mark Ingram. And Mm -hmm. both of those guys turned out to be really productive. They both ended up as top 15 fantasy running backs. Ideally, we would love to see a split there similar to that where you've got Montgomery and Gibbs and they're sort of a one and one a situation. I just I just can't imagine that after watching Jameer Gibbs the last couple of weeks, Dan Campbell decides, hey, man, you, you got to go and sit down as we give the ball to Monty a bunch. Marcus Grant joins us. Marcus, there's uh, quite a few running backs uh, coming back this week. Montgomery's one uh, looks like James Conner. Uh, what about Khalil? Herbert for uh, Chicago. What do you make of those two? And, you know, where do you see them uh, as far as uh, starters this week? I think Khalil Herbert is, is worth a start. But again, I think he's a flex start at best this week just because not totally sure how much work he's going to get after having been out all this time. Deontay Foreman has done a great job in Herbert's absence over the last few weeks. So I, I don't see him completely going away. The upside for this one is that the Panthers have one of the worst run defenses in the league. And for fantasy, they have been a goldmine for running backs. I mean, if you have a running back going against the Panthers, you should start that guy. So I do think Herbert should get enough opportunity that he's worthy of a flex play. I think going forward, once he's back more into game shape a little bit, then I think you can start him more as a running back too. Uh, but I think he's in play. I think Deontay Foreman also at play for the Bears on Thursday night. Uh, what about the Raiders running back situation? Uh, what do you make of that? Um, I saw a lot of people were, uh, were spending, uh, big money, uh, on fab dollars, uh, on, uh, on Keaton Mitchell. Are you buying Keaton Mitchell? 
I am. I, I warned against spending too much fab on it just because the problem is it is a three-headed backfield there in Baltimore. Uh, you know, Gus Edwards has been great, especially near the goal line. And I think he continues to get that goal line work, which gives him some touchdown upside. Mitchell is explosive. I mean, he is sort of the lightning to Gus Edwards' thunder. Uh, and so, you, you know, he obviously has the ability to have big plays, to break big runs every time he gets his hands on the ball. The question is, how many touches is he really going to get over the course of the game? Last week, it was Justice Hill that played most of the snaps, but I'm curious as to how this is going to work. In a game that this week I expect to be closer, last week the Ravens just ran off and hid from the Seattle Seahawks, and you saw Justice Hill get a lot of touches in the second half when it was essentially garbage time. I don't expect it to be so lopsided against the Cleveland Browns in that very good defense this week. So I think it's worth adding Keaton Mitchell to your roster. I think it's worth having him. Um, this week I might not start him against a good Browns run defense, yes. uh, but also just keep an eye on how the usage is going to go because we can sort of navigate a two-man backfield in fantasy. A three-headed monster is a little bit of a different animal, and, and you know, if you can avoid it or unless you can figure it out, uh, it, it gets a little bit nervous for that. Marcus Grant joins us. Uh, what about Kenneth Walker the third? I, I still think he's he's a start guy, but how concerned do you think that, uh, especially because he was taking some goal line uh, handoffs away with uh, the the rookie Charbonnet? Yeah, I mean it's a little bit concerning that Charbonnet has had more snaps than him the last couple of weeks. It's weird because it took longer for this to happen than I thought. I believed coming into the season that Charbonnet was really going to eat into Walker's opportunities, um, especially because he's a good pass catcher, was a good pass catcher in college at UCLA. It didn't really happen for the first couple of months. But now in the last week, and when you listen to Pete Carroll, he's had nothing but glowing praise for Charbonnet, and you've seen it in terms of their usage on the field. Now, the downside is that neither guy has been super productive in the last two weeks, neither Walker nor Charbonnet. And I think it's going to be a situation where as long as the Seahawks are close, if they're leading or if they're close, then I think it's going to be a Kenneth Walker game where they can just hand him the football, let him run, and let him be productive. In games where the Seahawks are losing or if it's one-sided, uh, then I think you're going to see Charbonnet because he's the guy that catches the football out of the backfield. So, I, you know, that is sort of hard to plan for. You never, you never go into a game, especially if you're the Seahawks, planning uh, to see them get blown out. But I think that is going to be how it is used. That, that could make it frustrating to have either Walker or Charbonnet in the near future. What about, uh, is there any receiver that you like, like not the obvious ones, is there any receiver that you like this matchup this week? Who may, you know, maybe a good possible flex option for you. Um, a good flex option this week. I'm trying to think of anybody who's not the obvious, like you said. I mean, I love what's going on with the, uh, you know, with the Detroit Lions. I think, you know, a guy, you're looking for a deep, deep sleeper. Uh, a guy like Kyle Phillips with the Tennessee Titans, I think, is an interesting one. Um, look, Will Levis has been a nice quarterback option for them, but uh, they cannot live on just DeAndre Hopkins alone. We've seen the last couple of weeks that Phillips has stepped in and really gotten a lot of opportunities in that offense. Again, if you're going like really, really deep, I think he's a guy uh, that you can sort of rely on there. I mentioned Christian Kirk is a guy I like in Jacksonville. Calvin Ridley, who's been a little bit frustrating, a little bit yeah. disappointing. Uh, I think there's an opportunity for him to, to get some, some opportunities there in that offense as well. So uh, there are some guys I think, I think you can still rock with Darnell Mooney potentially against the Panthers coming up on Thursday night. But uh, it's going to be a tough week because you got four teams on a bye. You have four of the best offenses on a bye, right? Yeah. So you're missing – Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua. Um, you know, 
the the scheduling gods did us no favors with the teams they put on by this week. If uh, if you're looking at um, uh, receivers and you have Thielen, McLaren, and Metcalf, and you can dress two, who are you dressing? I am going to go for sure with Metcalf this week against the Commanders. I know he hasn't been great, but this feels like a really great get-right opportunity. And I would probably go with Terry McLaurin. Uh, he's been really hot lately. Uh, the rest of the, the Commanders' pass, pass catchers have been a little bit shaky, but it seems like Sam Howell has realized that McLaurin is the key to success there. Yeah. Uh, I do like Adam Thielen on the whole. I just I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's a Thursday night. The Panthers are on the road. This just does not suggest a whole lot of points, and that could impact Thielen's fantasy scoring ultimately. Yeah, I was just like the Bears' defense. Um, they're not terrible against receivers. No, they're not terrible. I mean, they're not great, but they're not terrible against yeah. receivers. And the, the Panthers have had a tough time protecting the quarterback. Uh, look, I, I know people are wondering whether or not the Panthers made a mistake drafting Bryce Young. I'm not ready to say that. They need an offensive line to protect him. And yeah. as long as he is under pressure, it's going to be hard for him to be completely uh, productive. Yeah, you know, it's w- very well said, Mark. It's like, we've seen, and the thing is, we've seen a lot, like, were people saying Peyton Manning sucked when he went one in fifteen, or you know Aikman and others? Like if you don't, if you can't protect your quarterback, I don't care how good he is, especially as a rookie, he's coming in there. He's just got a you know frothing at the mouth, uh, you know some of the fastest defensive ends he's ever faced in his career, and it's like, oh geez, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Well, yeah, of course not. I, mean, I think that's exactly what it is, and I think when you compare the offensive line in Carolina versus what C.J. Stroud has in Houston, you'll notice a major difference in the fact that C.J. Stroud is not under pressure consistently, I think has really impacted him. And I do think that the Peyton Manning uh, you know, and, and Troy Aikman comparisons are apt because uh, you know, I'm sure someone somewhere probably did say Peyton Manning sucked after his first year. That person was <laughs> foolish. I uh, had egg on their face for the next you know, decade and a half. Uh, but I think you, you realize that this is a team sport, and if the, the guys up front aren't protecting you, it's going to be hard for you to get anything done. Awesome stuff, Marcus. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, 
and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, appreciate it. Take care, Jason. There you go. That is uh, Marcus Grant talking some uh, fantasy brought to you by NextGen Transportation. We'll come back. Uh, we'll hear from uh, Jay Woodcroft's thoughts. Uh, the Oilers getting set to take on the San Jose Sharks. Some uh, early games in the uh, NBA and the uh, NHL to discuss when we uh, wrap up a busy Wednesday edition of the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live and Orders Nation YouTube presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We continue on Sports 1440. Jason Greger, Connor Halley. With you, is it time to go in the community now? Brought to you by United Sport and Cycle, a fourth generation family owned and operated business in the heart of Old Strathcona. It's been supporting hockey and the community of Edmonton for over 95 years. It's United Sport and cycle and man right now it is it is a great time of the year there is so much going on at the all and we're not talking nhl we everybody knows what the orders uh uh schedule is con man but uh, of course the uh, university of alberta golden bears football team uh they're in ubc in the uh, hardy cup a chance to get to the uh, final four yeah, lots going on uh, in town here and around with the teams in the city here. Like you said, taking on UBC, it's the 86th Hardy Cup. That'll go 2 o'clock on Saturday, Thunderbird Stadium. Uh, if you're looking to go to some games this weekend, plenty of things going on. Uh, we'll start off with the AJ on Sherwood uh, Park, obviously, tonight, taking on Olds, if you want to get out there. But on the weekend, you've got Spruce Grove hosting White Court, and then the Crusaders taking on Drum Heller. And then Saturday night, Crosstown Rivalry. Always love to see that going on between the Saints and the Crusaders, yep. uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings, they're in action home and home with the Calgary Hitmen. So they're in Calgary on Friday night, but then on Saturday, taking on the Hitmen down at the uh, Ice District. You can check that one out. Uh, Golden Bears Hockey, the you've got the home and home there. Uh, so Mount Royal, in Mount Royal Friday night for the Golden Bears, then they'll host at the Drake Saturday at 7. The Pandas doing the flip they host on Saturday. If you're into the, uh, the court sports at the Savile Center, Bears and Pandas Volleyball hosting Trinity Western. And then you have the Bears and Pandas basketball team. They'll be on the road taking an MRU. That's also Friday and Saturday. And then, you know, you've got the McEwen Griffins taking on Trinity Western out in Langley. That's a Friday, Saturday thing. And then the women will host Trinity at the downtown community arena. Uh, over the weekend, two games there. Grant McEwen, men's and women's basketball, taking on the University of Saskatchewan on the road. And then volleyball, the men host UBC. This is talking to Grant McEwen, and the women are off this weekend. They'll host Brandon next weekend. And for those who want to check out Nate, uh, I know a lot of the radio people here, the proud Nate alumni. The men have a home-and-home home with Portage College this weekend. Friday night was the home game, and uh, the women have a home-and-home home with Lakeland College. They'll have their home game Saturday at 6. So basically everything you want to watch this weekend in town there's uh there's a little something going on oh it's uh you know what there, there's so many good activities uh for people i'd highly recommend um last year i took my son to uh to a basketball game and uh, now he's hooked he loved it uh we also went to a volleyball game and he was amazed at the athleticism of volleyball and like how hard they hit the ball Right. Obviously it's volleyball is a tough one for young kids. Well, at least, you know, maybe there's a volleyball program that I'm unaware of, but, um, you know, like sure you can learn how to bump and stuff, but like the, one of the best parts about volleyball is just power, right? The ability and, you know, their jumping ability. Obviously size is a factor for a lot, you know, obviously the setters don't necessarily have it, but most of the power are big on both the men and the, and the women's side, but it is, it's great stuff. If you've never seen, 
yeah, university volleyball, I would highly, highly recommend going. And that Crusaders Saints game on Saturday night, Con Man, it is going to be rocking in uh, in Sherwood Park. That it's it's been a good rivalry for a long time, but you look at uh, the Crusaders are a very good team. The Saints had a slow start, but they, uh, you know what, uh, they they improved their back end and uh, and they're looking good. And it is, um, I honestly, I think that's. I, unfortunately, I have a I have an event on Saturday night. Otherwise, I would love to go because I think that's just I think it's going to be a great game. And you know, like the Saints fans travel well, that'll be a fun atmosphere. So if you're in Sherwood Park, if you've never gone, you should go see the Crusaders and the Saints on Saturday night. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I'm definitely going to get out at some point. I, I am committed to do the Oilers Nation pre and post game show. It's going to help hop on there with Aaron Bordadle on this Saturday okay, night. Nice. So looking forward to that. It's been a while since I've got a chance to do that one, but for sure, uh, Ashley and I have talked about that. We definitely want to get down to the Savile Center and you know just show up. If it's basketball or volleyball, it'll be a great time no matter what. But you're right, volleyball is a sport that. I have said I don't like, but it's just because I have no ability at it. Obviously, I'm not very tall, not that Can't powerful. Be a yeah, well, you know, maybe I'm not agile enough to do that one. But the, respect the heck out of all the athletes that that play volleyball because, like, like you said, I mean, when they just hammer it, just being able to have to take that, like, I, I don't know, it, it wouldn't work out too well for me. I don't think I'd be the one who takes it off the face. So yeah, it's always fun to go watch. Them. Oh man, like. They hit the ball hard. And you've yeah. seen lots of those video clips online, right? Uh, you know, the defender, somebody spikes it and boom, it's right in their face. Like, it's hard to react. Like, honestly, that thing is coming. And you're close. Like, it's like a comebacker in baseball, but you're infinitely closer. Right? Like, think about when the pitcher gets hit. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that ball's coming in quick. Well, think about you have people on defense and volleyball and how fast that's coming at you, man. It is, uh, it's a great sport. So, uh, lots going on. I love it. That's in the community brought to you by United. Psycho, I'll finish. We got a lot of texts coming in our Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440. Hey guys, I don't actively cheer against the orders, even though I'm not a fan of them, but I can't lie. The Leahy angle has me thinking about cheering for a Sharks victory. Imagine the Gregor family Christmas card. Huh. Scalding gourd. Hey, guys, if the orders can take a dump on fans to start the season, then I can take a game off to see this hairstyle come to life. Go Sharks from the burglar. It's, uh, it's hurtful. It's very, very hurtful. So, rooting for a bad decision. Although I kind of have to admit, I you know what? If it was role reversal, I could understand why you would uh, why you would do it. I get it, Gregor. As much as I want to see you look like an ass clown for uh, six months, the orders need the win more. I'm cheering for the win. Diehard order fan, Bruce. Well, Bruce, I'm not sure I would be looking like a butt clown. Okay, like <laughs> come on, his face is still Adonis like, right? Even the back of the hair. Hey, look at Costanza. I'm bald, I'm unemployed, and live at home with my parents. Hello. See? It's all about the personality. All right? So. We had a text come in, Gregor. No, sorry. It was on uh, the YouTube chat, and I think it was Pancakes Penner said, you could wear the bandana, dye the beard, and then go for the, like, Hollywood Gregor look. A little spin on Hollywood Hogan, you know? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, oh, trust me. I'd have to think of a lot of different things to try to distract <laughs> from it. That would be one. 100%. Right? I, I saw uh, a reel the other day, and it had this guy, and it was showing up all these toupees that you could. So if I grew it out, I'd be like, yeah, I might get a toupee in the middle. 
Right? Suddenly, it was like Costanza. Look, remember George? Yeah. Elaine? I used to be bald. I could do that too. God. That's something I would actually consider. Right? Maybe I uh, get like a little toupee to go once you have it. Oh, man. Because it'd be a game changer. Probably walk, people wouldn't even know who I am. Outstanding. Hopefully, it doesn't have to be coming even an option, but we'll find out tomorrow night. Have yourselves a wonderful Wednesday. On behalf of Connor and Declan Kruger, I'm Jason Greger. Hey, if you missed Charlie Huddy, go to jasongreger.com. The interview's there. Get at the podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, it was a great interview today with uh, Charlie. Also, uh, Mike Rupp. Here's the con man. Sports 1440 update brought to you by our good friends at Fountain Tire. And the road ready sales event is on right now. Select tires up to $225 off. And you get a bonus $50 off if you book any appointment, any service right now at fountaintire.com. Good night. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.